The following episode of FOFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie number one, Dave Anthony is here. Hello Dave. Hi. We were just talking about the following off uh, off air. If people haven't seen the following, it's the Kevin Bacon vehicle. I like Kevin Bacon. He brings, I like him too. He brings a lot of goodwill to the table for me. Yes. And I have watched like, you know, a series and a half of what is possibly the worst show on network television. Yes. Because, because, you know, I think I, I was going to give up on it at the end of the first half, like at the end of the that, first series. That's what I did. I stopped following the following. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, yeah. This has no following. <laughs> The ironically named show. There's like there's this radio show in Australia um, on Triple M in the afternoons called the One Percenters. That like I'm like, why would you call your show? Well, no, seriously, the One Percenters. What are they? What are they talking about? Are they talking about because there's two kinds of One Percenters, right? The first and original kind of One Percenter are uh, motorcycle gangs. Yep. Outlaw yeah, motorcycle clubs. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one percent because they're outside the law. They're outside the law. They're right. horrible people. Yeah. And then the other ones are the bankers. And the rich, who are even horrible more horrible people, people. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's the whole thing. Like the yeah. whole thing is about you know why would you name your show after horrible people? Right. For a start. Well, are they saying that they're like? Are they saying that? Oh they're... no, no. Well, ironically, the two guys who hosted are horrible people. <laughs> But I don't think they have that level of self-awareness. I don't think that they realize that people consider them to be horrible people. Yeah. Like maybe it's a joke by somebody at the radio station who are like, Duh. you guys are horrible oh, you guys, people. You guys should be the one percenters. The one percenters. Yeah. Particularly because the radio station they work for, isn't, it isn't like business and finance FM. You right. know, they're not going, you know, the Dow Jones is up, here's Nickelback. Right. You know, they're, they're, it's literally a working man's... I would like to hear the Dow Jones is up, here's Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> the dong is down, here's Creed. <laughs> You're listening to the one percenters. <laughs> <laughs> we only play really rich bands. You, now you, so you have to pick a name. They're, they're a working class radio station, is my point. They're, like they mostly the people who listen to but Triple M, you, uh, like your chippies and tradies and right. So they're working and, class. So yeah. they shouldn't be calling themselves one percenters. No. They should be like Gazzo and Devo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely should be. Yeah. So one of the guys is this terrible, terrible um, Australian journalist. He's worked for Murdoch all his life. His name is Joe Hildebrand. Okay. And um, he is. That name sounds familiar. Yeah. Like it, I may it have would read be. something. Oh, you would or, have. Yeah. Okay. He, he used to write these things in the paper that he thought were comedy. Oh, oh, yeah. I love that. But particularly like snarky right wing comedy. Yeah, the best kind of the comedy. The best kind of comedy. Because the best kind of comedy makes fun of poor people. And yes, unfortunate from people. what I've seen, the people, the people. Ha ha, you already have nothing. Now we're laughing at you. Ha ha, in the paper, owned by one of the richest men in the entire world. Ha ha. Why comedy was invented. Yeah. To crush to keep the people poor. down. <laughs> Uh, that's why in the king's court, the king would always make fun of the Joker, not the other way around. That's right. Yeah, keep it real. Keep it um, real. So there's him, and he is 
He's one of those guys, if you ever, you know, like one of those guys who you know wants to be, like who mocks celebrity, but the minute they have an opportunity oh, to become yeah. a celebrity, yes. becomes the worst type of like, yes. they love it. Yeah. They only ever mocked it because they thought if they could like, it's like the guy like, you know, making fun of the girl that he's in love with at school, right? Yeah. Like that's essentially what he was yeah. doing. And so, so then he got some, um, he got some, uh, a bit of notoriety yeah. because he was kind of like, most comedy is by its very nature, left-wing in nature or anti-authoritarian. Yeah, the the vast majority of it. It's there to expose the truth, not, not like Dennis, like Dennis Miller is a classic example. He used to be a guy who exposed the truth and now he has reversed positions and now he just right what if i crushes the dennis miller's like what if i just said uh, the things i was saying but with without any irony <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but that's absolutely right like and, yeah and and I, I i think the comedy should be able to come from all perspectives and whatever but like yeah. the majority of it is probably you know fighting against the system rather than fighting for the system right right, right. and so he got a bit of notoriety because he's like a guy who was half funny and I think at best yeah. you'd be rounding up. But yeah. like, you know, some people thought it was half funny. Yeah. And, you know, could put that sort of, you know, snarky right. Yeah, in. yeah. We have a couple of guys like that here and it's really hard to They also they also act like they're so clever and and generally the writing that they produce is so stupid. Oh and my god. Simple and and they're you just want to slap them and go, You you barely know what's funny, but you're acting like you are Carlin. Oh, they, and they're also the arbiters of what's not funny. Everything else is oh, not yeah, funny. Oh, yeah, of course. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, so he's that classic one. But then he completely sold out. Like, first, you know, big check that got waved in his direction. Yeah. Of course, because that's what that type of person's like, right? Yeah. Uh, so now he's like uh, on the morning show equivalent of, um, it's called, I think it's called Studio 10. And it's like our The View or The Talk or uh-huh. whatever. Oh, love so it. it's a panel of women who sit yeah. around and like in between advertorials, yeah. like, you know, have discussions on. And but literally in between throwing to a guy who's like yelling about like a a new vacuum cleaner invented that sucks things really? up quicker. Yeah, like so they'll be having a discussion and then the guy's there with a vacuum and a bowling ball or whatever. Or like spilling shit on the ground yeah. and going, This will never come out. Oh, okay. Yeah, out. Oh, it did. Like wow, it did look yesterday. At that. Someone, should, same someone should buy that vacuum cleaner. Right. Yeah. So he's on that show, right? Yeah. So pretty credible show. Mm. And he's like the the male voice on. So now oh, I God. hate him even more because he's on this panel of women. And he's meant, meant to be representing. He's not only representing his like unfunny right wing like point of view, but, but now men. he's representing all men. Like so, his opinions so, on that are like, this is what men think. Oh, and I'm like, no, God. this is what horrible, unfunny, talentless Fuck. sellout men think. Oh, yeah, I hate, I hate the guy who represents men because he's always the worst. Like the like, worst. Like you. I, like because then when I mean, all the women go, but men shouldn't do that. I'm like, I agree. Most men agree yeah, that. Yeah. He shouldn't yeah, do that. Yeah. Why are you talking to this man? Yeah. He looks like, and he's like, you know what? Like, I mean, I shouldn't judge someone on their looks. I should only judge them on their opinions and personality. But you know, like, this dude looks like if syphilis got syphilis. <laughs> like, if a cold sore had a cold sore, it would look like Joe Hildebrand. That's honestly what it would look like. Like, cold sore would break out in it. And like, oh my God, I've got a Joe Hildebrand. This is so embarrassing. I can't go out in public, right? So there's him, and for whatever reason... Uh, hold on, Joe? Joe. Joe, that was an example of comedy. Yeah, that was an example. <laughs> you wouldn't understand it, because it was kicking up. Uh, uh, so uh, so Joe Hildebrand, that's him now. So he, yeah. 
um, he recently got in trouble, uh, most uh, famously recently, um, they were having a mother of a, a, so this horrible story from Australia where this kid at um, like cricket training, like this 11 year old kid, uh, got killed by his father in front of all the other kids and stuff. Because During a game? No, well, they were at training, like, you know, uh-huh. the, but yeah. Or maybe even, uh, maybe even actually out of game. Like but he like, didn't do well or something, his father... He's, no, his father was mentally disturbed. Okay. Right. And so, but anyway, this woman had been in a, like, they'd split up and he was living on the streets. Oh, the day. okay. Yeah. But yeah. She, for years, she'd been domestically like, uh, abused by him. Like, right, severely. Like terrorized, yeah. And so she, when it all happened, became this real symbol of, because she spoke really bravely and she spoke mm-hmm. about what it's like and how that she tried to keep, you know, the father in the life and how the system let them down because, you know, she didn't want to, she knew that there was problems with this guy, but at the same time, you know, at, at cricket when there's people around. Right, like, you would not expect anything. It's not what you expect, right. right? And so you can imagine how devastated this woman was. And she was wonderful and brave and whatever. And then just before she was about to come on for an interview, he did this whole bit about how, like, women should, like, you know, just leave their husbands. Yeah. Without any, like, sort of... Like, I mean, I, I, I know that we all intellectually think that. We all go, well, just leave. And in an ideal world, the minute right. somebody was violent to you you would be able to leave. It's, but a lot of people in these situations aren't they, in a situation where they can just leave. Yeah, you can't just up and bail on it's your It's such life. a white privilege to, like, yeah, to be to like, think. you know what? Just, well, I'll just go back to my apartment that I have that I kept. <laughs> I'll go to our summer home. Why don't you just go down the summer home? He can stay in your city home Yeah, and you can either go to your country home or your summer home. Yeah, why don't you do that? Why don't you just do that? Yeah. Or just move to another giant city that's... Right. It's so easy to just up and move. I and mean, like, get, go you get don't a, need your friends or your family or support your, networks. transfer your job. I know that you're in a terrible situation in your life, but what will make that better is being alone take somewhere a, new where you know nobody. Why not take a year off? Right. Of Yeah, just... Just go travel. Just do whatever you want to do. <laughs> have a gap year. Why can't you just have a gap year? <laughs> terrible person. Like just yeah. a terrible person who doesn't think of other people. So uh, anyway, Australia rewarded him by paying him a lot of money to a, do a afternoon drive radio Jesus. show. They paired him up with the guy uh, called Matt Tilly. Now, Matt Tilly, uh, I don't really know. So I, I, my... I'll be a bit more tempered about like my yeah. criticisms of Matt Tilly. Uh, but he was a very famous morning DJ, but he basically ran out of steam because he used to be the guy who would like put on fake Indian accents and do gotcha calls. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That yeah. was his thing. Yeah, the, like, they would put albums out of those. Yeah. Of him ringing a tradie and saying, you know, ha, you've got yeah. AIDS in a, you know. Oh. I'm not, no, I don't think that's yeah, I know, but we, uh, here we call that the 80s. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was even cutting edge in the 80s. <laughs> Maybe the early 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was flogging that dead horse for a long time. But anyway, yeah. so they put these two guys together. So oh, this sounds like The magic. most unlikable man in Australia yeah. and like a borderline racist. racist. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then they called their show The One Percenters, right? They didn't call it racist, racist and asshole in the morning? No. <laughs> they should have. I reckon more people would have tuned in. <laughs> so they've called it The One Percenters. At the moment, they're rating about 3%. But we, they might get there by the end of the year. So they, so they, they literally chose 1% because they're saying that they're... I mean, they're saying they're the one percent. Did this? No, ha- but did- see, this is my point: is I don't think either of these people would. You I think what? if either of these people were listening to this, they would be surprised that anyone has the opinions that I've just put forward. But the one guy is a is a conservative voice, so he knows what one percent means. Right? He's not ignorant of the term. 1%. Oh no, no, they're both intelligent enough guys. Yeah, like they're both like you know, universe. I imagine university educated, smart, yeah. successful people. Yeah. You know, for but whatever. Just, but just pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah. 
Like really smart, successful pieces of shit. <laughs> one of them's a lot shittier than the other one. Like one's a really big piece of shit and one's yeah. like a... Tiny. It could even be the other one you'd look at and go, is that a separate shit or is it just part of the same shit? <laughs> well, if you're walking like, down the I street... Like did I at the wrong time? If you're walking down the street, you look at one and you go, wait a minute, did, did a human shit here? Yeah. That would be the... And the other one you'd be like, oh, that's a little poodle shit. So yes, they called the show The One Percenters, which is not uh-huh. the, the best name in the world for no. the show. I don't know how we got onto this. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, the following, uh, I watched for the first series just because I love Kevin Bacon. It's a terrible, terrible yes. television program. Yes. And then I wasn't going to watch the second series. And then Kevin Bacon went on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show on uh-huh. the Tonight Show and recreated the scene from Footloose. Like what? he danced, like he, yeah. Like Did he really? It was so good too. Yeah. Like it's a real, it was one of those, you know, I mean, it's, it was a big, yeah, that you see him in the dressing room and then uh-huh. suddenly like the whole thing, like as he dances into the studio, he does the big dance. And I was like, fuck it. I love you so much. <laughs> I'm going to go and watch another series yeah. of your shitty show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But so it's how terrible. do you feel oh, now? No, it's terrible. Yeah. It's got worse. It's got so much worse. Because, comp- because you have that. And then on this other channel, you have Hannibal. Hannibal's so good though. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I. It does my head in sometimes how good yeah. Hannibal is. Yeah. I'm not sure why people aren't quite talking about Hannibal in the way they talk about like Breaking Bad and shows like that. It is interesting. I just think people aren't. I just think it's Friday night and people aren't just aren't watching. Is that why? I think so. Yeah, Friday nights just you put it over there and it can. But live, it can why live haven't there. people like discovered in like you know? Because I've been just watching it on iTunes. You know, like oh you have. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I have no idea. I've because it it's, looks. I'm not a person. It looks amazing. It's, I'm not a person who's normally impressed by visual things. We've talked yeah. before about how I like to listen to Law and Order. Yeah, which I, 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 yeah, I said when I was in Australia, I sent him an email and said, "Oh my god," because I had Law and Order on a TV while I was doing, you know, moving. So I was doing stuff in another room, and I just listened to a whole episode, and I was like, "Oh wait a minute, yeah, that totally works. This is this is great as a radio play." <laughs> But Hannibal, like I, I, even I just look at it and go, this just looks just amazing. Mind-blowing. Like the, the way they've shot it and the yeah. whole feel of it and the, yeah. what they do with the cameras. Like they've put some real work into yeah. thinking about how they're going to represent it visually as well. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's really impressive. Yeah. Um, um, I, and then I fell asleep last night before Person of Interest came on. Which that's you know your I show. Which I, yeah, never, yeah, I haven't. Uh, no, you haven't dropped into Person of no. Interest. I, try, I watched the first one and I went, no, nope. Justin sent me a article. God bless the internet sometimes. Just because he heard me talk about how much I love Person of Interest. And does he enjoy it? Well, I keep telling him that he's got to get into it, but he hasn't quite got into it yet. Because yeah. I'm like, you know, you'll love this. Like it's the Nolans and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, all these dudes, like these actors that you like from yeah. different things. Like, you know, you like Buffy. There's someone from Buffy. You Lost. Like, Lost. You yeah. know, like this is a good show for you. Yeah. Um, and then he sent me this like article from io9 or one of those like, you know, nerdy websites where they write things about television uh-huh. and uh it was all about how person of interest is actually like the kind of the first technological political thriller on television oh really and how it's set in an alternate future like as in like five years ago right. basically it's set in a slightly it's a world where oh i didn't know that so it's a world where edward snowden didn't um, like reveal that the government was spying on our emails, right. and so all this computer stuff, and the fact that the way that they're dealing it with this, in this show, with them doing it, and the terrorist organisations coming up to stop it, is just basically another version of what might have happened if right. that had gone a different oh, way. Okay, yeah. And then suddenly I'm like, actually, you know, I, f- I feel good about watching this now. <laughs> I felt really guilty, but now I feel like I'm well done, anonymous person on the internet. I'm still not. I still can't buy the premise. 
if you don't, a, if you there's don't, a machine. If you don't watch it for, I mean, can, can you not buy the premise that there is a machine that monitors our every move? No, I, I, can, I, can. I can buy that premise. I mean, not quite on that regard, but I mean, like, you know, to the point where we're given target our details every time we use our target card or whatever, and that in the internet there is... Like, I mean, you keep having these viruses, like this heart, the recent one, the heartworm thing, where all yeah. the emails and stuff are stolen. I know, and, and I, was, I was told to, to which someone sent me a thing, these are all the, if you use these sites, you should change your, and I went, and did you? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. And that's why the computers will win. I was in target. Because of us. <laughs> that's but, right. Because even when we get an email saying, oh, by the way, someone might steal all your information, we're like, oh, yeah, but then I'll have to remember another password. Yeah, I know. I don't want to. I was at Target yesterday, and there was a guy in line. In front of me, and he was signing up for a Target card, and the guy's like, uh, "Yeah, just go ahead and put in um, how much money you make a year." And I was like, right. and "The guy's like, okay." And I was like, "Why would you? Why, why would, you would you do, do that? that? Why? Why would you want them to know that? No, it's insane." And uh, put down what hours you're at home. <laughs> <laughs> put down what underwear. Oh no, we already no, know that. That's um, all right. Hey, congratulations on the baby. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, you didn't see that story where all our credit card details were stolen a few months ago, did you? <laughs> no? Check that box there. We, Check no. You know that a girl, I, th- I believe her parents found out she was pregnant because yeah. of Target. Through Target. Because they have an algorithm that predicted from the things that she was buying that she was pregnant. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't and, know. And it wasn't even like pregnancy stuff. It was like... Oh yeah, kind no. of oil to rub on your belly, right. and like it was like really obscure stuff. And I, when I read it, I was like, "You got to be fucking shitting me!" No, so so you don't buy the premise as a giant computer that can predict that. No, because that computer takes this big jump, like like that. I can that that gets like who you are, right? But then there's an actions part that I don't buy. The actions, I don't, I don't. But they're, all they're doing is putting together, like the premise of this is all they're doing is putting together shea butter that you rub on your belly and a comfortable pair of shoes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, except they're about like you know cir- personal personal circumstance or shit that's going on, right? It's the yeah. same stuff, technically. Okay. okay. Right. Well, I'm I just can't. saying five years from now when you listen back to this podcast. <laughs> I also I also checked out a lost at a certain point. Yeah. I was a huge lost guy, and then I checked out. Uh, would you ever go back to it? You think? Would you? Ever well, like- I watched it all, but I was not uh, as enthused with the oh, last okay. two seasons as all I right. was. So you, you you went through to the end. I though. think I think they had a for me they they had a real big problem when we met the others and they were in like that place that oh, was it like a pyramid or something. Uh-huh. Or it, it felt that's when the visual they lost the visual part. Like they had the visual part of the show up until then. Uh huh. And then it felt very seventies, right? And they there really, was a seventies element to that. Wasn't it really there? lost me how it looked, though. I was just right. like, ah, uh, but that was a treat. That's why I was. Called I also, lost. I also, they did- wanted to lose everything. <laughs> that was the actual premise of the show. It was all in the name. The guys were like, "Didn't you get the joke? Like it's there in the name, lost." We lost each of you at various stages. We'll keep doing it. And if we haven't lost you by this last scene, we're, we're gonna really going to lose you. a lot of you on this one. You're all lost. Yeah. Uh yeah, I know how you feel about it. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna tear your. I'm not gonna try and tear your your love no, no. your love from you. You don't need to. No, but it's I enjoy. Fine. I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed it up to a point. Yeah, and uh, Mad Men. Are you a Mad Men fan? Yes, I haven't seen this week's, but um, I have been. Uh, not as much as I was the first few seasons. It's one of those things where, like, I I get and kind of like what they're doing with the passage of time and everything, and it gives every series a different feel and all yeah. that sort of stuff. It's yeah. cool, but at the same time, um, it, it does kind of 
it's like you're watching a little bit of a different show. Because yes, every that. season. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, if you really liked one particular era or one particular vibe on that. Right. Sorry, I'm flicking it's also my, my pad in front of me. It's also watching someone... I mean, the, the arc of the show, it seems like, is we're watching someone who was a king become a very sad, sad character. And right. that's hard to watch. And if you have... Yeah, if you care for that character then that is hard to watch. Yeah. I mean, that is the point of the show, of course, isn't it? That, that's, right. that is what you're watching, but yeah. I was going to try to it's find It's funny. I remember uh, uh, um, Kamal Bell once tweeted something about Mad Men. Someone said, do you watch it? And he tweeted, why would I want it to show about a bunch of white men? And I tweeted back at him, you know it's about the women, right? Right. <laughs> and he was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, right, you don't watch it. Yeah, that shows about women coming into power. Uh, I mean, definitely. Like, I mean, the story's really been about Peggy, Peggy, and then and then, and then the, uh, the red-haired one. What's her yeah. name? Gorgeous uh, jo- uh, June, Joan, June, Joan, 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 <laughs> Joan. Um, and then and then the the black women starting to work in the right. office and becoming more comfortable there and all that stuff. And oh, and very much Don Draper's arc of the man falling apart. Like, he's kind of meant to echo that idea of that men losing their place in the world and not really knowing yeah. how to behave and as the women rise. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm sorry, I was flicking through this because I realized that I saw five movies on the plane. Holy shit. So well, yeah. I could... Uh, Did you sleep? No, I didn't sleep. Wow. I was in a seat that was not particularly conducive oh, to me having a yeah. rest. And um, uh, I do this thing when I fly where I'll, I'll book premium economy because it's a little bit extra legroom. Uh-huh. So if I'm like going like 14 hours... You know, I can't with my hips. I can't sit no, I know. for that long. Yeah. And when I'm flying domestically around America, I'm always flying economy. I got like a five and a half hour flight tomorrow, or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, ah, I'm going to be hobbly afterwards. Yeah. So I fly premium economy, and then I try to use my points to upgrade if yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. But it's just risky. It means sometimes you won't get to upgrade. A lot of the times here, you can't. Yeah. So I was up. Yeah, I was in premium economy, which is fine. It's a bit extra leg room, but yeah. I couldn't sleep. Sure. With, so I. Watched five movies. Now, these were the six movies I had a choice of. This is what I want to ask you. I want you I'm going to get you to order these okay. in the order that I watched them yep. in, right? Oh, okay. So there were six choices. There were six movies I hadn't seen. Okay. And I thought, okay, out of these six movies... I didn't I, know there was going to be a test. It's not a test. I, didn't, I just didn't know. Okay, sorry. So I, I watched six movies. <laughs> I watched six movies and uh, there were seven movies. So I didn't get to the Oh, you didn't watch movie. one? Yeah. So that was the one you would have gotten to, but you didn't. Well, that was the one that or, I obviously left to last. Or did my... you decide you weren't going to watch no, it? No, I ran out of time. Okay. But these were the seven choices that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lone Survivor, Grudge Match. Uh, In- what's, Insight. What's Do you know what Grudge, Grudge Match, Match is? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, De Niro and... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stallone. Yep. Inside Lewin Davis. Uh-huh. Dallas Buyers Club. Uh-huh. Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And Philomena. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, and August Osage County. Let's last. Yeah, that was that, that was the, that was the one I didn't watch. <laughs> probably even in the way I forgot to tell you about it, that probably got that away. Uh, so I didn't watch that one. So yeah, I'll give you again: Lone Survivor, Grudge Match, Inside Lewin Davis, Dallas Buyers Club, Nebraska, Philomena. It, in what order did I watch those? Okay, movies so how were you feeling when you first sat down? Well, okay, that, that's a good question. Yeah. You've, you've, you're good at this because <laughs> you didn't just leap in. You thought, no, what? Do you need yeah. to settle in? Yeah. Like, yeah. what's going on? So, because I know on a plane when you sit down, you you don't necessarily watch the best movie that's coming up. You watch what you feel like watching in the moment. Well, well thought out, Dave. <clears throat> Thank you. Also, I think there's something that people don't look into when they choose their first movie of the plane. I'm an experienced flyer. Here's some tips, kids. Yeah. Um, you're gonna get your meal uh-huh. sometime during that. 
film, people are going to talk to you. They're going to be handing out the cards. Uh-huh. You know, the people are going to come up and down, maybe offer you a drink, yeah. bring out some peanuts. There's a lot of fucking business up that happens in the first couple of right. hours of your plane, right? Okay. So if you, you, you can't watch Nebraska. No, you can't. You can't watch Nebraska. <clears throat> you can't like watch Inside of Luan Davis. You either. can't. No, because they're movies <clears throat> you want to give you full attention. Right. They are lights out. Everybody's down. Yeah. You can focus on like watching a movie, maybe put your chair back a bit, put your blanket over you. That's what those, what those movies I'm are. I'm going to say Lone Survivor. That's a good guess. I went with Lone Survivor third. third that was really? the third movie that I watched. Yeah. I, it's interesting. Yeah. So what are, you, what are we down to? Philomena? So, Philomena, Nebraska. Well, I said I didn't watch Nebraska Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought you would have. So if, your choices are Philomena, Dallas Buyers Club, Inside Lewin Davis, or Grudge Match. Oh, Grudge Match. I open with Grudge yeah, Match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Grudge Match. Yeah. Grudge Match. For I just sure. thought it's a comedy. <clears throat> and it's also not as violent as Lone Survivor, which is going to be a little Right. Intense. And Lone Survivor is like a true story. I thought I might have to concentrate a bit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I thought Grudge Match, you know what? I can be interrupted in this. Con- I'm not constantly. Even, I'm not even going to have to pause. I'm not going to have to, you know what I mean? I mean, like, it's all men fighting. Because like, it's so annoying when somebody comes over and you have to pause the film. Yeah. You take your headphones off. Yeah. No, I'm just going to take them off. Let it roll by. That's fine. I'll pick it up. They're still angry at each other. They're still going to have a fight. This is still not funny. Okay. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, yeah, so I watched that first, Grudge Match. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you I seen haven't. It? No. I wanted to, but I heard it, then I heard it was bad. Oh, it's terrible. Um, yeah. he, he, I, I made a couple of um, observations. I wrote down, good idea for a movie, just terribly executed. <laughs> it is a good idea for like, a movie. Like, it's a good idea. I know. You've got, like, Rocky and Rangy Bull, but like, having they, a fight together. But then they probably, let me guess, they brought in a bunch of young, uh, funny, hilarious dudes who... Who used up a lot of the stage, the Kevin screen Hart. time. Yeah. Well, see, that's what they do. They're like, Kevin no, Hart's no, their manager. No one's going to go see a movie about two old guys fighting. So we have to put a young, hip guy that people will go see in. And then the movie's too much about him when right. it should just be about the old guys. That's he, how Hollywood thinks. The thing that I would say about Kevin Hart is if you weren't really concentrating on the movie, yeah. it looks like he's being funny. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like he sounds like he's funny. Like, he looks and sounds like he's funny. He does. Right? I agree, yeah. In every scene, you're like, oh, oh hey, look, is this someone who looks and sounds funny? Yeah. But no, then the, it's not then really. The, no, not, not that much. Like, I mean, and I'm not, because he didn't probably write the jokes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's probably just doing his best with what's on the page. Yeah, I, and, he, and I will say this about Kevin Hart. Like, if I am ever a guy who's in an accident and I need someone to fucking resuscitate me, I'll get him there. Because he's doing his best to try to make this <laughs> joke. It's like, it's like over every joke, he's just standing over it screaming, live, live. Every joke he hits with a defibrillator. Oh my God. Like yeah. he's, he's, you know, you would never sit there as like the screenwriter and go, well, he didn't give it a crack. <laughs> didn't give it a chance. It's funny on the page. So I'll give him that. Um, And, you know, like, it's funny because Stallone and De Niro, like, they can both, they're they're both kind of happy to make fun of themselves. Uh And the movie kind of edges in on that a little bit. There's like a wink to like, you know. Right. But never enough. Never. Never enough. Yeah. That's too bad. I mean, it's okay. This is a good example. There's a... um, uh, There's a prostate exam scene. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected that in an old, in an old person, old no. athlete movie. Someone having to go to a doctor and getting a... That's, mm-hmm. Oh, and you would not enjoy it because hmm? Mike Tyson is in it. Fuck. What? Yeah. 
Of course, I mean, of course he is. But There's this just... hilarious joke at the end, Stop. you see, where because these two guys were yeah, rivals and then they're going to have a rematch. Yeah. And then at the end, because it went so well. Yeah. Uh, it goes to a scene where Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. Ah. Uh, and there's a joke about him eating his ear. Oh. oh, it's pretty funny. No jokes about him raping that person though. <laughs> so. Or punching old ladies in the face. Still not willing. Security Still checks. not willing to go. No. Though. Okay. Uh, okay. So that was number one on my list. Grudge match. Now, get, you, now you go to Inside Llewellyn Davis. That's no. Uh, but no? you're right in me mixing it up. No. It's, then I went to Dallas Buyers Club. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't think you'd go right there. Well, you know what? I kind of felt like out of what, which one's going to like affect me more, which one from the th- things I'd heard about them. Yeah. Like I kind of felt, I've heard that Inside Lewin Davis, like, you know, if you're an artist. Yes. And it's you one are, of my favorite movies. Yeah, but it can be, I had heard also that it could, you know. The, my wife, my, uh, the movie ended and I looked at my wife and I said, holy shit, that was amazing. And she said, that was fucking horrible. Right. She goes, <laughs> I don't need to see a movie of that. I live with that. And I was like, really? I was just like, that movie knows me. Right. She's going, I know you too. <laughs> like I've chosen to live with you. I prefer the live show. <laughs> if I want to see that, I'll just film you for an hour and a half on my phone. And I'll watch that at work. Leave me alone with my movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that like it was like, oh my god, I didn't know Mark Maron could play the guitar. Like, <laughs> that's what it felt like to me. It was yeah. Uh, anyway, so so I thought Dallas Buyers Club. Okay, sure. You know, I, I think that's more. I like McConaughey. It's a big time for him. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I can watch this. Like, I'm into this movie. Yep. And then uh, and then after that, you're like, no, I want to see some people killing each other. Right, so third lone survivor. I thought I'd yeah. break it up a bit. I've had a bit of a like, you know, a depressing yeah. sort of, you know, yeah, movie. Oh, then, I, quite, I quite liked Dallas Buyers Club. I thought I actually uh, did. You yeah, see it? I did. I liked it. Yeah, I, I, th- I heard a lot of people say that his performance was great, but the movie wasn't that good. And I was kind of like, the movie's fine. Yeah, so I reckon the movie's pretty entertaining I don't, I don't for a lot know, of it. I don't know what the problem. You know, there's a lot of people when those movies are. One thing about those movies is they are just saying, "Please give me an Oscar." Right, like they're written to get awards. Although the thing so, that I would say about that movie is that. That character is not particularly sympathetic. No, he's not. No, it's not like he's like, even by the end of it, there's not really some big sort of, you know, like he's he's very, you know, anti-gay people through a lot of that movie, even when yeah, he's like... Yeah, but not... But and, not uh, and there's also that thing of going, him basically going, I'm selfishly going to turn this into my business. Right. You never really right. feel like he's the hugest humanitarian in no, the world. No, uh, uh, at all, no. But also that stuff about him being really anti-gay was fabricated. Really? What yeah, they apparently fabricated the anti-gay stuff. Apparently he no, uh, the other word. apparently he dabbled in a little bit of gay stuff. Oh, and oh, and right. so he, they really punched that up in the movie as opposed to the reality. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So then I saw um, Marky Mark. Right. Shooting, shooting. Shooting people. Yeah. Sad. Did you see it? Yeah. Lone Survivor. Yeah. What did you think of it? I felt that it was uh, rather emotionless. I, I don't know what to think of movies like that because who, so who's the good guy? Right. <laughs> that was, that was, you're in another country <clears throat> and people are trying to kill you, but you're in their country. Right. You're at war with them. Right. And in this, I don't know. I, I was really conflicted about it for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Particularly there was that, there's that scene where they argue about 
like this is no, uh, hopefully no spoilers, but if people are worried about it, then here you go. That's none of your um, spoilers matter. But there's a kid. Um, yeah, it's a real story. You can read yeah. the book. Yeah, <laughs> it's already been spoiled by him <laughs> writing a book. But secondly, is that there's this argument about whether they're going to kill this kid, yeah. and you, that just feels like a movie moment because yes. you know that they kill kids. They kill the kid. Like in that situation, in real life, they kill the kid. Oh yeah, they did. Those guys, at that level of soldier, yeah. they have to kill. The they kid. have to. Yeah, and they like, know that. And that's a horrible thing that no one needs to see in a movie, and right. I didn't want to see either. Right. But it's almost like one of those things where they didn't need to spend as much time on, yeah, because it just right. reminds you of all the other times where they're clearly, clearly not killing the kid. Right. I mean, sorry, where they clearly are killing right. the kid, even right. if they didn't kill that kid. Yeah. Secondly, there's so much in that movie, and I know it's a movie, but you, you're meant to think it's one person's... Like, you know, who who's the only person who survived? Like, the movie's called Lone Survivor, no right. spoilers. <laughs> it's, it's not That's called. what it should have been called. Lone Survivor, hashtag spoilers. <laughs> hashtag, it's probably Marky Mark. <clears throat> yeah, you know, you're, you're, who's going to survive? You know who's right. going to survive, Marky Mark. It's not going to be Taylor Kitsch. No. It's, it's not, not. going to be Turtle who's in it as well. The turtle is in it. Um, so, uh, they... There's scenes in it where people do things where they've clearly invented what happened because no one's alive to be able to tell you what happened in that scene. Right. Right? You know, there's characters that have moments with... Like, which is fine. It's a movie. Yeah. But at the same time, it's based on a true story and you kind of... All those things start to... I mean, maybe they could piece it together once they go down there and get the bodies or whatever, but... Yeah, but they can't piece together conversations. And no, when you're, they can't. When you're giving characters oh, emotions they can, though, and justice because of... The machine. Oh, because of the machine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no. He bought some shea butter. No, he was pregnant. That was the worst thing. (laughs) That was was the the tragedy. That is the big surprise. That's a spoiler. The lone survivor is the baby. That's what you see at the end. The baby just crawling out. Margie Mark is just laying on the ground dying, and the baby comes out of him, and then it's it's a beautiful ending. Grabs the gun. (laughs) Grabs the gun, starts shooting. Uh, so yeah so that kind of I reckon the best bit of the whole movie weirdly enough was at the end when they showed the pictures of uh, the actors next to the pictures of the real life people Yes, and it was one of those things where you're like you know what they did really well they got them to look like them they did like that was the one of those things where it was like well yeah I kind of like that Uh, yeah I agree it's almost like I would have liked to see that at the start yeah because because other, otherwise, it's like fucking Marky Mark and Taylor Kitsch running around in the jungle shooting yeah. fucking guns. And you're like, right. is this really what these dudes were like? It's also very hard to to get in, to, for me, to get into characters like that. When we just see them as soldiers and then we see them going off, we don't see them as... They're not, they're not like humans. They're right. like killing machines out there. And I think the problem is, even in the movie, is they try to, like, they tried to shorthand that stuff. Again, they did. it's a movie. They, they tried did. to shorthand that stuff by conversations or by... Yes. Uh, and I think that actually is what didn't work for me. I totally agree. I get what they probably why they needed to do that. Yeah. But almost it would have been better to see them as real people. Yes. And then in the war zone, only see them as complete killing machines. Yes. Because... That would have been a bit more of a like, oh yeah, I get it. These are ordinary guys, but then when they go and do their job, right. they have to become they have to become this thing. They have to become killing machines. Yeah, they stop being human beings. Yeah, that would have to me been actually more interesting, totally. and I imagine probably more accurate. I don't really know. I've not probably more accurate, but I would imagine. All right, so uh, number one was Grudge Match. Then number two, I watched Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, number three, I watched Lone Survivor. Then so number four. So you're coming out of Lone Survivor. So now here's where it gets yeah. like, 
Now, do you, do you, so how did you feel after Lone Survivor? Did you feel like you didn't watch a good movie? Did you feel like, I felt like I I didn't need to be cleansed. I didn't need to be cleansed, but Uh I did feel like I hadn't watched a good movie. Okay. I felt like I probably needed. So it's between, for me, hopefully I know you well enough. It's between Nebraska and uh, inside Llewellyn Davis. Hmm. Interesting. It's neither of those. It's I watched Philomena. Philomena. Damn it. I, I, can't, I can't tell Philomena because I, I know Philomena is supposed to be a great movie, but I also don't give a shit about it. <laughs> I, so here's what got me in. <clears throat> Steve Coogan. I love Steve Coogan. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So I'm talking, there'll probably be some laughs in this as well yeah. as like, you know, and I thought after, you know, Lone Survivor, I was like, I yeah, need a bit yeah, of a yeah. pep up again. Yeah. I can't go into something that's I, also I got, gonna I be- have to say, I was, I was really hoping you're not, you weren't going to be that guy. That went into Philomena right after that. Oh, you, you were hoping I wasn't that guy? Yeah. Well, I am that guy. Well, it's just a little obvious. Um, I was hoping you were a little more complicated. It's great. I, That's I, what I, I hear. I really I, recommend everybody, it. Everybody, everybody, my wife's like, you would actually love it. And yeah. I still don't care. I don't know why. You ever have those movies where everyone's like, it's really great. And you're like, yeah, I don't. I hadn't gone out of my way to like search it out. Yeah. But I would recommend it. Okay. It's like, you know, look, there's some great anti-Catholic <laughs> stuff. Like, if, you know. Oh, okay. That, you know I mean? Like, it's, it's really about, you know, the Catholic Church being horrible right. back in the day. Right. So, you know. Yeah. And it, for it was a true story that I loved finding out more about. Right. Because the actual story itself is like, it starts kind of being one thing and then becomes this whole other thing. Yeah. And, and if you just like to say two I, the thing that I would say about it and the thing that I, particularly after watching like a bunch of movies, you know, and, and particularly, it's almost the opposite of Dallas Buyers Club where, you know, everyone in it, and I can see why McConaughey won the Oscar and I can see yep. why Jared Leto won the Oscar. They were both yep. really great. Yep. But they were both performances that said, that said I'm acting yes. and I'm going to win an Oscar. Totally. Right? Yeah. Whereas like this movie is too... Really good actors. Yeah. Like, I mean, Dame Judy Dench, like, a, yeah, of one course. of the best. Yeah. And, but Steve Coogan's a really good actor, too. Yep. And it's just two good actors not having to go over the top. Just not chewing up scenes, just right. enjoying it. Just acting well. Yeah. Being good actors. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. That was my uh, Philomena review. Uh, and it's like, oh, the other thing I would say about it is both the characters are really complex. Which I enjoyed. Okay, yeah. You know, neither of them are opposite, particularly perfect. Opposite of Lone Survivor. And it's not, yeah. And yeah. it's not like, I mean, because essentially it's like a little buddy film. Like, you right. know, a journalist and a, yeah. you know, but it's not, it's not Seth Rogen and Barbara Streisand in a car. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So then fifth, I watched Nebraska. Uh-huh. Which I. I'm not you, surprised because you went from that into black and white. Yeah. I did see it. And what did you think of Nebraska? Uh, no. It was okay. I thought it was better than okay. I, just I enjoyed didn't, it. I just didn't uh, connect with it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, there were parts of it that were funny. Like, I'm not saying it was bad, but I'm not no. saying it was good. Yeah. I'm just saying it was like, okay, well, I watched that. And yeah. That was... I, 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 I can't say that I would necessarily re-watch it straight away. Right. But it's the sort of movie that I can imagine like in a year or two, like if I saw it on TV going, yeah, I'm going to have another look at that. Yeah, sure. I enjoyed it enough to kind of spend time. I thought, again... I thought some of the acting was fantastic. Yeah, the acting was great. And I have such high expectations for him. Yeah. Uh, he's a good filmmaker. Yeah. So I think I went in with higher expectations than maybe I should then have. Then maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, it, made me, it made me laugh. And I yeah. kind of, I liked, it, it had a subtle development of character a bit as well. It like, did. You know, not, the characters at the start weren't, 
what they ended up being, right. but not in a we've changed and right. you actually just learnt more about them or why they were like that or what they were, you uh, yeah. know, which I thought was... I mean, it was an interesting family dynamic and all right. that stuff, yeah. All right. And then, yeah, last uh, but not least, I did watch uh, Inside Lewin Now, Davis. why did you leave that till last? <sighs> I don't know. It's just how it came out, I think. It, cause it Maybe is... it was like a saving the best for last sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. It was the best out of the lot, I thought. Yeah. Well, to some people. You didn't enjoy it? I loved it. Oh, you it's loved it. Favorite. That's right. You just favorite. said that before. I, my wife. Oh, yeah, your wife. That's right. You know, but I, yeah, I, I mean, for all the reasons we discussed just a, a few minutes ago, um, I, I look, I thought it was just, I knew, I know so many people like that. Yeah. Like, it rang really true to me. Yeah. Like, I thought it was really cleverly made. Yeah. I thought it was in a, definitely entertaining enough. The only part I thought that didn't work was the uh, John Goodman part. It was almost like they wanted, they just crammed him into a movie because they like him so much. I think that's probably true. Yeah. It was really, it was really interesting. I was like, yeah. oh, he has no place in this movie. Right. Other than, I think there was something about, I mean, he's another musician yeah. who's clearly been on some horrible path to destruction uh -huh. as well. Yeah. And, I don't know if it necessarily... Uh, well, I don't think it was necessary. Yeah. But I kind of uh, maybe get what it was meant to be sure. trying to do. Yeah. But I agree with you. Yeah. It, and, and in some ways, because it was such a small movie, mm -hmm. you know, it was almost like when someone that big comes in, you're like, I don't need you. No, right. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, I, I kind of like that I, I don't go, that's John Goodman. Yes, you're watching a movie and you don't know who anybody is yeah. and that's fine. Because even the lead guy who's done... Like some a bunch of a little bit of little stuff. things, not a lot. But I don't really know him, and I, right. I don't even know what his name is. But I thought he was fantastic, and I kind of liked uh, that I didn't know him. He's like I think he's a Cuban, Cuban guy, and it was in like a band in Florida. Yeah, right. And, uh, like he's not who, what you'd expect. And but Justin Timberlake didn't bother me. He does he usually bother you? Hmm. No, I don't think so. But you like, know, what my problem with Timberlake is what I think he gets parts he doesn't deserve. Yeah. So of course he does. So every time I watch him in a movie, Timberlake. yeah. Well, he deserves him for being Justin Timberlake. Yeah, right, right. I mean, he brings Timberlake to the table. He does. This is the man who brought sexy back. It you did, get a lot oh, of credit yeah. for bringing sexy back. He did bring sexy back. I mean, people like there was a big sexy show. There, there was a vacancy. Kids these kids the, these days don't even remember what it was like. The years in the old days we when sexy years wasn't around. For years that sexy. Yeah, and then JT brought it back. Some of, some he of, was our Frodo. Uh, <laughs> You should have seen me. I was leaving the house the other day, and my kid's in the tub, and I'm I'm going to see Captain America. And he goes, you're going to Captain America? I go, yeah, you know you're not old enough. He goes, I know. And he goes, you'll show it to me someday? I go, yeah, someday we'll sit down and we'll watch all these movies. And he goes, how old? And I go, hmm. Mm. He goes, 10? I go, maybe a little bit older than 10. I have to see it. Some you'll be able to see. Like, There's Hobbit movies you might be able to see. And he goes, what are Hobbits? And I said, oh. they're, they're short people with giant hairy feet, and they eat two breakfasts. And he was like, oh. <laughs> two breakfast gets the kids in I think that's that's one of the smartest things of all time if you want to really capture is. your children audience like, <laughs> two breakfast firstly make them their size yeah, well done yeah, yeah. and then two breakfast <laughs> and then don't have them wear shoes because they always want to run around with their you shoes you don't off. have to wear shoes they're tiny <laughs> and you get two breakfasts I'm in it's a terribly long book. I don't, I don't care. care. How many times do they have two breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Just read me that bit again. Uh, that is an interesting thing about how old you would let your kids like do. Yeah, well, you know, 
there's a lot of violence and uh, a lot of shooting in uh, Captain America. And it's hard to know what they uh, fixate on, isn't it? Because it is. You know, we had uh, his older cousins over, and we thought Scooby Doo would be okay. The and, movie? No, the, the um, TV the show. The cartoon. one that was just made. Uh, so a couple years ago, they remade. Is it cartoon or live action? It's a cartoon. Okay. Yeah. And I know the guy who made the um, TV show. Uh, my friend Mitch and uh, they spent. They did like two seasons. And they sort of re-envisioned everything, you know, and, and it was pretty fun. And uh, so I was like, yeah, that should be okay. As I recall, I saw a few of them. And then he he lost his mind because there, there was one episode and he refused. He was going to sleep with his cousins and he couldn't. He had to sleep with us in the bed and he was just terrified, crying and screaming. And I went to my friend Mitch and I go, so Finn watched an episode of your show and he lost his mind. And Mitch just immediately goes, the bugs. Because it was like bugs invading and turning into people, and it just was it's just really gnarly. Aww. And he knew right away. He's like the bugs. You'd had feedback already, or do or did he, he just knew just that knew, one was knew that one was a yeah, little scary. It wasn't like it, it wasn't a lot of bug like letters. Going, um, uh, can you fix my child? Because you ruined it. Yeah, yeah I that get that. A, There's like. Um, there was a thing called Day of the Triffids I watched when I was uh-huh. young. Do you know that? And all the plants yeah. are like growing. Yeah. And for years. Yeah, but like, that's, that's the thing. Like who would know that that would be the thing that right. would make you lose your mind? No. But there was you just can't. something about, I reckon bugs though, because kids see bugs all the time. Bugs are fucked like, up. Like bugs are in you. And they're Anything in, that's in their environment right. all the time. Like of course plants. Plants. Coming alive You walk kill through you. plants all the time. Who needs that? Like when you're a kid. <laughs> you know, like I thought I could just walk through plants. <laughs> what, they can kill me now? Well, then Why I'll, did you show me this terrible documentary? Isn't that just living in Australia? Everything can kill you down there. Yeah, but mostly not the plant. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, that was the one thing we weren't afraid of. Sure, some of the things in the plants. The one, your one little safety zone. The one little thing. You're like, so the plant is more dangerous than the snake hiding in the plant? This place is fucked. <laughs> yeah, so you don't know. Like, a friend of mine wanted to show him. Uh, Oh, Yellow Submarine, and and he was like, "Bring him over and show." And we'll show it to him. And I go, "I have to watch it first." Right. And he's like, "What do you mean?" I go, "Trust me, I have to watch it first because you just don't know what what's, what's going to be in there that's going to trigger it." Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's tough. What is he like to watch? Is he is he's because we've talked before about what he's into. Has, he, has his taste developed of late? You know, as you get older, do you suddenly get into newer shows? He I imagine hasn't. you leave behind your, you know, your. Peppa Pigs and Dora Explorers at a certain We well, yeah, he stopped at Dora. Dora's gone. And there were some things that, that came away. And he's still into Curious George. Super, still. Still super into Curious still George. Still super racist. <laughs> super racist. He just loves racism. Yeah. Been watching, mean, he's been really following the years of late. Big fan of Clive and Bundy. And <laughs> he's like, Dad, can I barrack for the Clippers? <laughs> you know what he just got into? Phantom Planet, the band. <laughs> He loves them. Really? Yeah, I put it on his iPad. He plays it all the time. I know, right? Why? Because they have a song about California, and he associates words that he knows. So right. he knows the word California, so he got into that, and now he's into Phantom Planet. Right. And he's into The Clash. And is he into The O.C.? Because wasn't that the song from I The O.C.? I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, buddy. Now some bad television. You ready? <laughs> It's really interesting when they like adult music, though, isn't it? Because yes. was he ever into kids' music? Was he into like the Wiggles or you know like, what? You know, I like that? always I always played for him adult music. 
Um, so yeah, he never, I think my wife played him kids music, but I was always like, I think that they can get adult. I, I don't feel that there's like a, uh, music is music. Right. So I've always felt like there's going to be music he's going to like and music he isn't. So he was used to be in a Pink Floyd. Right. Uh, and so, but now uh, he's stopped smoking pot. He stopped he's smoking like, pot. You know, yeah. he had, he had some issues around three <laughs> and, uh, his schoolwork fell off and he got, and he grew breasts. So, uh, so we got him off the pot. And now he's into the Clash and uh, Phantom Planet and meth. And meth. <laughs> Apparently, Australia is in the middle of a, uh, in the midst of a meth epidemic. Well, congratulations! Yeah. That's uh, you know that happens to everybody. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Look, meth is just gonna. Why are people taking it though? It well, must be fun, I guess, for a while. Well, because I think it's. Yeah, for a while. I think you try it and it's like, wow, look, I just stayed up for a day and a half. Yeah. And I had a really good time. Like, I guess that's fun. I think when you get older, that's less fun. But, yeah, uh, that's, but that's a lot, terrible. you know, it's also the housewife. Uh, it's also the housewife drug. Oh, so they get like high and. Well, you know, so they're taking care of their kids all day and they have so much shit to do and they can barely keep it together. So they right. get high and it helps them work. And also, a lot of people take it to go to work at jobs to like get through their <sighs> nightmare. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it, like it just destroys people. I don't oh my really. God. It's like, have you ever seen one of the, so many terrible stories about it that it's like, why would you like? Have you just never? Have you ever seen like one of the HBO documentaries about it? Like, no, the, tell oh me. my god! Like that was the first time I was ever like, holy shit! Like they they followed three people and you know their teeth were gone. Oh yeah, they would, firstly don't take anything that your teeth fall out from. No, that's I think that's for everything. How much fun? Can you possibly be having that it's worth your teeth? No, there's no fun. There's not that, amount of, that amount of fun. No. I can't think of anything that somebody said, hey, you can do this, but, but teeth will fall you out. will have no teeth for the rest of your oh, life. Oh, then I'm not going to do that. I won't do it. I'm not going to. No, thanks. No. So their teeth fall out and then they, they fuck all the time. Yeah. So I think well, that I mean, might that's be, maybe part of the appeal, is it? I mean, they will do it and then they'll fuck for hours i know and hours and hours well i mean i used to talk about this in my app but when it first hit sydney there was a lot of and i, I think probably it kind of hit like in around the oxford street area which is like the gay community and stuff uh -huh. it was probably a bigger drug in that community yeah. early on and there used to be stories about people going to st vincent's which is the local hospital there in the yeah. cross which is probably the roughest sat friday and saturday night emergency room anywhere okay. it's where because you know it's near king's cross and it's like yeah. so if shit's going to go down like you know people getting their you know heads bashed in with a glass right. or whatever it's going to be that thing and there was just guys rocking up to like the waiting emergency waiting room and just like masturbating for like 15 hours in a row Jesus Christ. just like sitting there in the corner <laughs> masturbating wow like it's just in front of people like just masturbating. Anytime you hear, hours. anytime you hear some guy pulled it out in the middle of the street and started masturbating, that's meth. Yeah, oh, always every meth. time. I I've well, never. What, I mean, I I don't know what I don't know what the appeal is because it it was the same thing. I like guess somebody when I was sitting around up, going, "Oh my god, I am not masturbating in the street nearly enough." <laughs> Doctor, do you have something you can prescribe so I can finally live my dream of masturbating for fifteen hours in front of people who are sick? You know, I've never thought about fucking my dog. Right. Do you have anything for me that could help me? Is there anything I can take that will make me pull my own teeth out? Have you got that? <laughs> Just to get straight to it. God. <laughs> but then they're up for three days, and then they crash, and then they get up, and then they just look for their drug again. Right, because it's the down is so big that the only way you can get back up again is to... Yeah. Man, it's bad news. And well, it's not as bad as the, the what's it called, crocodile? What? What? 
This is happening in Russia. Oh, I think go. it's called Kraka. I forgot what the name is. Crocodope or Kraka, Crocodile. But anyway, <laughs> it is a heroin That really, by the way, feels like it should be from Australia with a name like that, surely. Should I, should I get my phone? And yeah, get it. Okay, hold on. Hang on, I'll pause. Okay, you found it. What okay, is it? It's called Crocodile. Crocodile. How do I spell it? K-R-O-K-O-D-I-L. Okay. And yeah. so it's named after the crocodile drug. I think that's a Russian spelling of cro- uh, crocodile. Okay. All right. Russian heroin, the crocodile drug, and the worst drug in the world. Uh, uh, cases are starting to crop up outside of the homeland of Russia. Oh. Uh, it's it started to pop up here. Oh. And what it is, is it's like heroin and it feels like heroin. Okay. Well, so far, so good. People love heroin. Yeah. But it's a, literally a flesh-eating drug. Oh, good. You know what? The one thing about heroin was it wasn't actually bad enough for you. Like, I mean, sure, it would destroy your life eventually. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it might take weeks or months. Yes. Possibly even years sometimes yes. to destroy your life. Yes. Flesh-eating. Yeah. So p- people are taking it because it feels like heroin. It feels so, so they... So Are they buying it because... They think it is heroin. Yeah, sometimes right. they buy it because they think because the drug dealers yeah. don't have. They ran out of heroin, and right. they literally just take like everything that's horrible in their in their under their sink and make this shit. Yep. And and so people think other people are just like, I need to get high, and right. there's no heroin around, and I'll try this once, and then I'll go back to heroin. But then it it you get in the cycle of this shit. Um, it was invented in Russia during a heroin shortage. Uh-huh. And is made from everyday ingredients, including codeine, alcohol, paint thinner, lighter fluid, and gasoline. <laughs> See, the, it's it really is, the last. It's the last three ingredients. It, you, you've always got to look out for the tricky ingredients down the bottom. You know, the the flavors and colors. And that's those last three that are really kicking it across the line. Uh, it uh, it has one the psychoactive component desomorphine which is 10 times as potent as morphine oh okay so um it's been found in in our country in arizona utah oklahoma illinois so i know that two two girls in illinois didn't know they've been using it for six months and they thought they were using heroin which is with the awesome part of that story was that their mom had brought it home for them because she couldn't find heroin so it was a family uh the situation like you know what your mom helps out really your mom helps out my mom yeah we can't get up because of heroin <laughs> could you please go and get us some heroin <laughs> will crocodile do no it's flesh eating mom <laughs> told you oh mom she's always messing up the drug deals uh, mom okay um so <laughs> It disintegrates. That's something for the family newsletter at Christmas. Yeah. Oh, uh, hilarious times. Mum went out to get us heroin, brought us back a flesh-eating uh, disease. Anyway, see you next Christmas. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, the drug rots the flesh off the bone, off the body, disintegrates teeth and bones, and causes the appearance, this is the best part, oh, of gruesome scales, which are reptilian in oh, appearance. Hence, hence, crocodile. Crocodile. Oh my God, you become a crocodile. You, you look like a crocodile. You turn into a crocodile. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh my... Ah! <laughs> God, how high do you have to this, get that that's okay? This, this, like, this, 
Like, I don't think that I would be able to handle how good I would have to feel for that to be the downside. Yeah, of but it. wait, wait. It's 10 times less expensive than heroin. Ah, so it's cheap. Yeah. No, well, I suppose so I don't need my skin. Get on into it, you know? Oh, my God. So, um, how about that? How do you feel now? Oh. It's the worst drug in the world. Because you, you, cause the other thing is you shoot it in and then you rot from the inside out and you're just like, why am I hurting so much? And all of a sudden it starts to rot on the outside and you're like, oh, that's why I don't have an arm anymore. Oh. And they keep shooting it in even though they're rotting to death. Right. Well, because now you're rotting to death. And you're like, well, I might the as well fuck? just be what high. Do I <laughs> Seriously, I can't go to the house. I look like a crocodile. I've got a hole in my leg. Even meth addicts are looking down their noses at me. How many people do you think the estimate is are addicted to this drug in Russia? Oh, my God. Um, well, uh, uh, how many people are there in Russia? I'm going to say... I'm going to say 20,000 people. Let me, let me look up the population of Russia and then you're going to try again. Okay, so that's way too low then, is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's millions of people in Russia, but we're talking well, about least, just Russia, not the Soviet least, Union, there's right? There's at least 45,000 people in Russia, right? Right. Uh, they have 143.40 million. Right. Okay, okay. Was it, oh, is it 143 million? Mm-hmm. So is it like... 200,000 1 million No Yeah No 1 million No What <laughs> Yet <laughs> We're so close to a zombie apocalypse My god Right What are we doing uh, Seriously guys Dude <laughs> What are we fucking I doing I do not know Seriously I don't know what's happening like, it's all getting fucked up, and yeah. no one seems to be... It's all getting fucked up. When do you start teaching Finn to kill? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't mean just... I just mean as a survival mechanism. I mean, you're already at the base right. of the mountains. Right. Like, you've got some outdoorsy. When right. do you start training him to survive? For, to, to grab his pack and head up into the mountains? Right. I think when he's, I think when he's uh, seven. Right. Yeah. yeah, he's he's going to be going up there with a, a crossbow, like a Bob the Builder survivalist back. Like crossbow. Bob the Builder has a great crossbow. But you said, look, uh, you can't watch uh, Captain America, but yeah. uh, here's some documentaries you will need to be across. It's called The Hunger Games. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to watch that one. Uh, what was the one on the island? Uh, uh, Lord, of Royale, Royale. Lord of the Flies Battle Lord of the Flies Lord of the Flies Okay here's the conch Right Lost Arrow You're talking about the te- television show Arrow right Yes um, Arrow uh, is another television program that I have stuck with uh-huh. um, And there's two things about the the, the show Arrow that um, so it's better than Smallville. That's okay. what I would say. It's yeah. somewhere between Smallville and like a you know a Batman Dark Knight universe. It's sure, a, you know right. Um, but the thing that I love about it the most is that the lead in it, like the dude who's you know the Arrow. Yeah. Um, he is tiny, like he's tiny. Oh and really? So and you, fa- but you can tell that on camera. No, but the, oh. you can tell all the different ways they're trying to shoot it, so it doesn't look like he's tiny. <laughs> Like, you know, every scene, above, below, he's never next to anyone at all. He's shot in a different way. You're like, he's, he must be barely past Dinklage. Like, he must be a smidge 
A smidge taller than Dinklage. Yeah, but Tom Cruise has that. Tom Cruise is a tiny, tiny person. I mean, it, it's amazing to watch. So so they must have him standing on Apple boxes all the time. And, and like, like they, they they hired a love interest who's heaps shorter this series. <laughs> like, heaps shorter. Like, oh, you got another tiny person. So that he can actually have scenes that look in perspective. Oh, that's that's cute. That's good that this mini, this mini arrow. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I didn't yeah. know that. That's yeah. really fantastic. Yeah. Once you, would, you, once you, you see would, it, you can't unsay it. You would think that that would, you would think that that would be a thing that they would be like, we can't do that. Well, just because it complicates so many things to have a little shorty short. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not tiny, tiny. But what do you think, five three? Uh, I'm not really sure. To Tom but he's Cruise like, is that the way that they shoot him? You know, because he's fit and he does all the like, you know, the right. action and stuff. So yeah. he's clearly the guy that you know. They thought, oh, well, he can do most of, like, enough of the stunts to make it look realistic. Yeah. And he's got a great body so that when they do that thing in the opening scenes where he's, like, you know, training in his gym, he can have his shirt off and look, yes. and, you know, like, he, yes. looks, he looks great. Yeah. But when he stands next to anyone who's of normal size, <laughs> you're like, it's not. oh, you're such a cute little superhero. <laughs> look at the little arrow. Look at you, arrow. Look at your little arrow. Why don't you stand up? Come here. Come here and stand up, arrow. It's so cute. You got your own bow. Good on you. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, it's amazing that he gets work. Yeah. Well, good on him. Yeah. Yeah. They've tried. They've tried with the show. It's like one of those shows where they keep they keep having a go at making it good. And yeah. It's not quite. But. <laughs> It's been on for a long time though, right? Yeah, they've tried. Like, I mean, they've got like a really quite complicated backstory for that yeah. stylish show. And, yeah. You know, it's flash forward and flash back and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. There's some, they keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> I give it two and a half stars. <laughs> but you keep watching. I keep watching. Is it because he's a superhero? Yeah. You're just going to watch anything superhero? Yep. So you're excited about all the Netflix things coming? Yep. Okay. Well, when I say excited, I... More, I realize that I'll just have to find some time in my calendar to watch them. Uh, yeah, I think like it's I can't. Getting... Excited would be overstating it. Yeah, it's just more like yeah, I'll watch those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. Like my reaction is literally because I know in my head I will watch them regardless of whether they're good or the bad. I guess I'm hopeful that they're good, but but there's part of me that's just like, well, I know I'm going to watch them regardless, so it doesn't you, really matter. Did you watch um, the Bionic Woman? It was on like it made like three episodes. No. Um, do do you, are, did you, you watch Shield? Yep, I watched Shield. I've watched every Is episode good? of Shield. No. Oh, yeah, I hear it's bad. Terrible. Because it's it's just. It just sounds like Office Workers, right? It is. No, <laughs> it's not quite. It it's. It could have been good. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's not a million miles away from good. Right. Patton was in an episode the other day. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. Yeah. Um. Sometimes they say something really funny. Yeah. It's a bit too smart and like it's got that real, it's like the dialogue has that real Joss Whedon Avengers sort of like patter feel to it. Right. Where everyone's always saying something that's very clever or knowing or, mm-hmm. you know, revelatory or whatever. Yeah. And I, I would quite enjoy that. But what I realized is that in Buffy, it was kind of fun to watch that because they were high school kids. Yeah. Like speaking in this way, like finding, but these guys are like, they work for like, I mean, they work for a secret government agency. Right. You know? Right. And like a lot of what they do is at best in the spirit of the law <laughs> or in the spirit of good times. And you're just kind of a bit like, ah, it's a little bit too smarmy and shiny. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. 
That's what I thought it was. And you be. also don't really care too much because you're like, whatever, Hulk smash. Yeah, that's, like whatever that's happens. Just it. I want to, like whatever is happening with your fucking world. At some stage, the Hulk will just come in and smash you. But you never see any. You never see any superheroes, right? No, they have some of their own. Like they have some sort of minor Marvel universe. Oh, and they it, do. And it weaves in and out of the story. So after the Thor movie, like that storyline was like they right something yeah. from that story went into the shield story and recently the captain america something from that storyline i think through, it would be but, awesome if do you ever watch do you ever see the sports center you see sam jackson you see oh Nick you Fury. do yeah you've oh, seen him interesting. i would like it if they did it like um you ever see the sports center uh commercials where like two guys in an office will be walking through and then there'll be like a mascot from a team sitting there or stuff like right. that that's how i would like that show to be just to say like like they walk by and aquaman's just typing away on a computer right like that kind of stuff yeah. is what I would want to see. That's what I would want to see too. <laughs> they should be able to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sam Jackson's obviously sold, signed some sort of contract where he's like, yeah, whatever. He gets you to be me? in every one of these movies now. Yeah, and, and he's like, everything. I'll be in everything. But he doesn't clearly have a problem with that. No. no. Well, in Australia, money. he's doing a, a TV advertisement. It's one of the worst things. Really? Oh, oh actually, you know what? I'm going to see if I can find oh. it and show it to you and get your reaction live okay. on air because I, yeah. no, I could not describe it. <laughs> What? Yeah, so I just showed you the Bet365 ad that people can... Uh, I'll put on the Facebook page, but people can uh, Google it if they want. So Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson, that ad's on in Australia all the time. And every time I go, does he have a massive gambling problem? Like, no, why he's... is he doing this advertisement? Cause, well, well, he's getting paid tons of money. Right, but is, it, it's not, is that not the w- worst advertisement you've ever seen? Right, but all he cares about, all he said was, yeah, me for two hours. Right. So you figure out a way... To work me in for two hours and give me the five million dollars, right. and we have a deal. So they just came up with all this shit that's like, whoosh, whoosh, like a stadium graphics and. But it's but, it's, but it's, he literally it's you see him. It's like Samuel L. Jackson walking through a PowerPoint demonstration, yeah. and it fe- talking about betting. It feels like they tried to shoot it. This is how it feels to me. Uh-huh. They had an idea to try to shoot it. Um, they shot some of it. He said. I told you two hours, I'm leaving. And he left. And then they said, then they call him up and they say, because we please get you to do a voiceover because uh, the other stuff we don't have. And he said, yeah, it's another 5 million. That's, that's how it feels watching that commercial. Oh my God. Is that not the, it's just so weird. Every time I yeah. said, I go, why is Samuel L. Jackson in the worst ad on Australian television? Because he got a shitload of money to do it. He doesn't care. They don't care about being in ads in other countries. But like he has a career in Australia. Like his movies all play in Australia. Yeah, he would never. He doesn't do a, give a he, shit. He would never do a commercial like that here. Although, no, he does the. Uh, doesn't he now do the Capital One commercials? Why? <laughs> like how much money? Yeah, but because he I would think have you, so much money, Samuel Jackson. I think you get to an age where you go, okay, well now I have ten grandkids, right? So let's make them rich. I mean, I couldn't believe Robert Redford was in uh, was in Rocky, Captain America, Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't. I was very surprised. But that's a huge check for an actor. Right. But, but he's, this is he's like, always done sort of more quality work. I mean, they, they get old and they just want to get checks to give them to their grandkids. Is that what happens? I really, just, I really think so. Also, I think, you know, Samuel Jackson, it doesn't feel like he in his life has said no to a lot of stuff. Right. I mean, can you remember anything? You know, he used to be, he used to be a crack addict on the streets of New York. 
So I think he just has a different attitude about all this. He's like, yeah, I'll fucking do that. Who gives a shit? Some dude's going to give me $5 million for two hours work? Right. Yeah, okay. Like, he has a whole different attitude about it as opposed to other people. who are like, mm, I'm not going to take that. Yeah. He's like, I was a fucking drug addict. Yeah, now I want to suck the guy's for crack. <laughs> Allegedly. I'm not sure if that happened. But it's like, they're going to give me $5 million to walk through the Matrix? Fine with that. I'm happy with that. I'll phone this shit in. I yeah. literally sucked a guy's guy. No, I don't know if he did that i should <laughs> may have he may have sucked a guy's may guy. have may yeah. have yeah yeah may have allegedly <laughs> i think we saved the loss yeah that's fine i think yeah. we saved it um yeah yeah so there you go yeah so they yeah it's not a great way to end the podcast i suppose wow it's yeah. weird it was yeah it's weird it freaks me out every time i say it I yeah just, it should it's, like, it's a odd uh it's a really weird commercial but no i, I when you like make the point about yeah that he probably gave him two hours that it makes feels, a lot more it sense feels like, because otherwise I'm like why would you make such a terrible commercial right he doesn't care about the quality commercial right. it feels like the movie that Heath Ledger died when he was doing it's got that feel to it <laughs> where it's just like wait this is disjointed and did someone leave what happened it would have been funny if the last bit of the commercial was someone else playing Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> <laughs> we ran out of time we got Lawrence Fishburne. Is that racist? <laughs> yeah, it's racist. That's pretty racist. Super racist. That is super racist. <laughs> were you were I think were you in Australia when the we had our, our reporter here call him? Oh you got you got the yeah, called him Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's yeah. And he just went off on him. <laughs> I mean you sh- you probably shouldn't do that. You shouldn't. <laughs> because that is actually just racist. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, that was better. Yeah. I felt like that was a nicer way to finish. Okay. Um, Dave, uh, you're doing the dollop again. People should listen to that. Yep. Um, also, they can find you at Dave Anthony on mm-hmm. Twitter. They can listen to Walking the Room where yep. you've got guest hosts filling in for a little while while Greg's down in Australia. Right. Uh, what else? Marin's coming back? Uh, yeah, Marin comes back on the 8th and I'll be in three episodes, four episodes this season. That's good. I wrote two. Yeah. yeah, and is any uh, do any of them revolve around your character? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited about. Yeah, that. there's uh, one, two really. One really revolves around my character. Another one does, and then a third one is me, Kindler, and Marin. Uh, it's like a group, a trio doing something. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, well, I, th- I think that by the time you hear this, I will have already been in Buffalo, uh, but I am in Portland, Oregon for the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. I've been studying up. I've been watching mm-hmm. Portlandia, so mm-hmm. I'm up to date on Portland. Should be fine. Yeah. And then back in Australia for the Sydney Comedy Festival, two shows at the end, more two shows at Chatswood. Um, other dates later in the year. Uh, if you like the show, please rate it on iTunes. I haven't said that for a while, but that would be really cool if you could rate the show on iTunes. Um, I was on a bunch of other podcasts that I really should plug. Uh, Osher Ginsberg's podcast was really great. Um, I was on I Love Green Guide Letters Live during the Comedy Festival. Um, I'm on the Little Dum Dum Club on the latest episode of that and um, a bunch of other things. I'll try to post them all on the Facebook page so people can check them out if they want to have a listen uh, to any of those things. Uh, we also... Uh, Oh, actually, that might be out by now, so I'm not even going to plug that. Um, I reckon that's it. <laughs> I was going to plug the bonus episode we did the other day when we were filming for oh, Gearbox. Oh, yeah, yeah, the little, uh, what was it, 15 minutes? Little 15-minute episode, yeah, but I think yeah, I probably yeah. will have put that up by now. Yeah. So... If I didn't put an explanation on the start of it, uh, we were recording something for the Earbuds documentary. Yeah. So we had to fake the podcast. Well, we're not faking we it. Fa- but we sort of faked it. We had to sort of fake it because they yeah. just wanted 15 minutes. Yeah. So we just uh, had a bit of a ramble. So uh-huh. I thought I would post that as well. Although the best thing we did was when we were out on the 
on the porch just talking alone. We're talking about adult diapers. Oh, that's right. No, it didn't make it on the podcast. Yeah. That's just that, a couple of gentlemen chatting. But, but Yeah, that was good. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think we could relive the mag- magic. But <laughs> no, you can't. All, all, all I've got to say is that I'm terrified. That it's <laughs> I'm terrified. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Dave, sign out, please. Four vendors. Four vendors.